break check behind you. Is there any boy anywhere that's waiting to say something? Camille Badon is right here. He's that's not going to say anything. That's He's in a coma. Any, I that, Camille was a girl's name. I did. Don't you dare say that, Johnny. <laughs> Punch you right in the face. I, yeah, I saw that. Start, start an international... Global, but, but nobody's war with you. Going to pop really out and, intro, isn't and it? talk about much. anything religious or presidential. We're good. No, no, no. I'm, I think I'm solid. I think okay. I'm good. Uh, you have made it, and we have made it to episode 301 of the Casual Hour. We are here to talk to you about video games, and more importantly, the video game awards. I'm Bobby Pease. Joining me is Chase Kinnicky. Chase, hello. Hi. And Johnny Amazich, how are you all? Doing well. Thank you, Bobby. No problem. We are going to be telling you all about the games that we've been playing, which is exciting times. There's been some late entries this close to Game of the Year. How dare them? This is, this is our last show before Game of the Year. This is it. Great. This Pencils is down. Actually, Pencils. not I mean, oh God. I, I have some sentiment down. I'm going to play some mon- play some games on Monday morning before we record our first game of the year episode but uh yeah it were it's down to the wire we're down to the wire um so we're going to cover some of those late additions tonight and then we're also going to give just an uh, a general overview some highlights some lowlights of the game awards we'll talk about what stood out to us anything that we felt was snubbed anything we were content with we're not going to cover everything because there's a lot of also, people doing that. johnny only watched half the show so we yeah. have some stuff to surprise johnny with I'm if he stays excited. pure if he stays pure uh so with that i'll stay pure you've never Mm -hmm. been pure you've never been pure i don't believe that let me just close my twitter tab here yeah and your and your browser your incognito browsers close those too and i I think other than our fun little mention at the top we're not going to talk about the weird boy wars kid oh the fascist yeah yeah we'll we'll leave him out there uh, so with that, let's get, we got some shit to talk about and let's get to talking chase. Yeah. yeah. What you been playing? I finished that Norco. Yeah. I know. Hell I've yeah. Saying, I've been saying I'm going to play that Norco and I have played that Norco many times. I played the beginning few hours of that game, three, di- three separate times. Uh, but this time I told myself I was going to finish it. I knew mm-hmm. I needed to finish it. I have this, this personal computer here that is fully built and ready to run the the hardest games possible like norco um so uh so i played all of norco over the weekend and i had a good time um i i don't want to spoil some game of the year talk yeah but i do you're going to call me a, a bummer or a downer or whatever and say that I hate games. And it's not that I hate Norco. I think Norco's fine. I guess I'm surprised that you guys like Norco. It doesn't seem like the kind of game that you guys would enjoy. And I think the game parts of Norco, when it actually has you do stuff, is kind of not the best. I mean, Citizen Sleeper is is the other game we talk about when we talk about this. And and I think the game part of Citizen Sleeper is much better up to a point. And then it gets broken and isn't interesting anymore. But Norco, I guess I found some of the like when you're solving puzzles or when you were uh, there's a there's a part where you have to stack the stuff in the right. It's I don't know. I just found the the kind of gamey stuff in Norco to not be all that 
fun and i guess i'm uh, trying to figure out why you guys are latching onto it so much in a way that i don't know if i i, I don't know if i have that deeper appreciation for i just think it's fine i think it's a, a neat good game uh, i i was the story and the characters for me yeah i think like it's the it's an adventure game right so mm-hmm. like i didn't go into it expecting to have more than like some rudimentary things like there's a fight at one point in the game and it's fine like you do it and then you move on and you get to the next bit of dialogue um it really was just the writing and the setting and the themes and all the things that it was exploring um that i really enjoyed i mean it's like kentucky route zero like what what makes that like you didn't like kentucky road zero i didn't care for the pacing of that game I didn't finish that game. I don't think anybody on the show finished that game. I but that game. Um, I don't. I, it's just a narrative adventure game. Like I don't know. I don't quite know what I was expecting from that game, but yeah. it exceeded. I almost yeah. every aspect of what I went into it with. If okay. if this hadn't been on Game Pass, would I have picked it up on Steam? Like no questions asked. No, probably not. But. Um, it was on Game Pass, and I saw enough buzz about it online. That I was like, okay, I should check this out. And I, mm-hmm. I think, I think Bobby played it before I did. Um, and uh, I don't know, just something, something it's, struck me whenever I was playing it. There's, there's a very large amount of people that I've seen that like I've seen cover a wide range of games, and it was interesting to see them latching onto this one as well based off of what their pedigree and their, I guess their track record would be. Um, I haven't had a lot with narrative adventure games. Those aren't necessarily like my favorite genre of games. It's a pretty prominent theme this year in video gaming. And I think that this one covered some topics that were pretty close to home for me when it came to relationships and, um, belief which i think was an interesting thing for me to like put myself in those shoes and kind of reflect on while playing it i think the writing is really something uh we'll talk more about it next week but i think the writing is way up there okay hey again i i'm not i'm not trying to throw shade here but the it is i would be shocked if you weren't it's different than the types of games that it's, we would normally. Write. It's one of those situations. Like it's the it's the butt. It's always the butt that we get, and I and I embrace the butt now these days. I have to embrace your butt. I thought it was fine. I, I thought it was a fine game. I I like. I, it's a fine game, but it's a fine game, but it's a no, bad I game. Enjoyed, I enjoyed it's Kentucky a good Route game, Zero, but. and this felt a lot like Kentucky Route Zero. And I know you you didn't jive with Kentucky Route Zero as much. I just felt it. I just thought it was odd I, that you guys were both really liking this one in a way that other games that dealt with similar themes and similar you know writing quality uh, that you didn't. I I just found it odd. I, I think it's a fine game. I like it. I think. It has some of the same energy as like Night in the Woods, like the circumstance, like not not exact, not the exact circumstances, but like the type of town they're coming home to, and um, I don't know, like it just it re- it really resonated with me in a lot of ways. Um, For sure. Okay. 
I'm glad you got through it though, Chase. After after totally. starting it three times, yeah, I, I am too. And and it's not that it was really the game's fault. Well, one of them was a the game's fault. I I had played the demo version and then it kind of ate my save somehow, and so I had to restart it again. And that was on my Mac. And then uh, the cloud save didn't come over on the on the PC, so then I just had to play it again. It's not. It wasn't a big deal. It wasn't like I was super far into the game, but I did have to end up playing it three times, which is fine. That's I, I think the first part of that game is my favorite part of the game where it's a little bit more grounded other than, you know, the robot companion you have. Um, but I liked that style of writing. I liked the way that game opens before it gets into more of the supernatural stuff in the end. I think there's some very funny stuff in the end. One moment in particular that I know we'll be talking about next week but um i I think that game is is stronger on the front end where i think it it wears its themes a little bit more on its sleeve whereas the the back half kind of gets into that same um um what's the game i'm thinking of um the uh the forest no the forest uh ranger one Oh, um, uh, Firewatch. Firewatch. Thank you. Jesus. I don't I, Why was that slipping my mind? Um, similar to Firewatch where, you know, I know Firewatch wasn't actually supernatural, but it, it was plain that it might be supernatural. And that kind of took me out of it a little bit. I really liked the story it was telling before it started to even hint in that direction. And I kind of felt the same way with Norco. I, I really liked where it was going. And then weird people are trying to go to space. And I thought that was a little a little weird but um yeah I, th- I think it's a really good game i think it's a good one of those uh in a year of good ones of those's and uh it'll be interesting to talk about that game next week in comparison you, to some you of do ones. know that there's people like in kansas that are trying to build rockets to go into space to prove that the earth is flat right are they like all that- named garrett too there's a guy in texas that that did that too yeah sure, i mean but- like yeah I don't so think it's as far fetched. I watched Interstellar. I, I know it happens. No, people, people like do that thing. That's a I movie. I'm saying real life dumb mm, shit. You don't. You don't need to watch Interstellar. It's fine. It's an okay movie. See, there it is again. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. What is fine? Okay, what is fine? fine? I didn't like Interstellar. I thought Interstellar kind of sucked. What do, you, what do you want me to say? There we go. There it is. I love it. Uh, speaking of things that suck, Chase, what's going on with Destiny Two? Fine. <laughs> you don't you don't you don't care about destiny 2 i think it's okay it's a new season i think the story stuff they're doing is kind of interesting they're bringing back rasputin uh he's been away for a while or he got he got scared by the the witness and the the pyramid ships and all the darkness shit and so that's, so the, that's the big to, thing this season is more rasputin yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're trying to wake him up. They're, the Icolos weapons that were pretty big back in the day are back uh, with new roles and uh, craftable now. And then there's another new set of weapons that seem cool. There's a new dungeon that we don't know anything about that's coming relatively soon. Um, What's the big gotcha this season? Like, we're going to get you back in here. What What are they using to get people back in? Isn't it new subclass? That's the next season. That's, that's, the, that's like the big, the big Which, change. Which was also shown um, at the Game Awards. We we already knew about it, but they they showed another trailer at the Game Awards. Um, I, I mean, I, I think it's just that we're getting ready for Nightfall or Lightfall. Yeah. We're we're getting all of our ducks in a row uh, at the end of last season. Osiris, who was taken over by Sabathun, the the Witch Queen, 
Um, we we brought him back to his senses and he remembered some of Savathun's thoughts while she was in his mind. And one of those thoughts is that there's a hidden city in Neptune and that's where we're going for Lightfall is to that hidden city. So I think this is all about finding that city and getting us ready to go there. What's but the light level now? Is, uh, I think the soft cap is 1580. And then it, I think it goes up maybe another 10 after that. I, I'm not sure. I Honestly, it doesn't really matter. All the light stuff is it, they've been going like 10 levels higher instead of 50 like they've done in past seasons, uh, like la- before Witch Queen. So it, you're still plenty leveled for everything out there except for Trials of Osiris. What's your, your main line? Are you a Titan, Warlock? Hunter. I'm still I'm still Titan, and I uh, never used to be Arc. I thought Arc was the the weakest subclass Agreed. by far. But this two seasons or this last season, when they brought in Arc 3.0 um, and changed the skills and added a bunch of new features, it's become one of my favorite ones to do. Uh, the Titan class, especially, has a lot of mobility. It it doesn't have it. You can use the big barricade shield, but you can also just have this little dash. And I find the dash to be really cool. And none of the other subclasses have a little dash. So now I feel like I'm maining arc, uh, which is I weird because that. that's never been my class. It's always been solar. And now it's pretty much arc all the time. I feel like the last several seasons I've just heard and seen a lot less. I mean, I'm not paying nearly the attention I used to, but it seems like the hunter kind of ran supreme for a long time. But it feels like Warlock, especially when they first did the void uh overhaul got a lot of love and then it seems like titan has always been there but it seems like hunter hasn't been as popular from what i've been i mean hunter, bit hunter has the most people playing as that that's for sure the, the hunter class is the most popular one in, in destiny 2 in fact when they do um the, the competition every year between all the classes they have to weight it in a way that gives that tries to level the playing field because there are just so many people out there who play as hunter compared to the other classes. Um, but I think they all have little tricks up their sleeves and, and have interesting things going for them. Uh, I'm just pretty happy with Titan and I, I don't really see the need to change at this point. I like having the big bulky armor. Um, it's just, it's sure. kind of what I like, I, but I have not really enjoyed Destiny's story for a little while now. But I think this this new stuff with Rasputin is is pretty cool. I, I think Rasputin is a is a more interesting character in there as uh, as a supercomputer thing that uh, lived in the old times, lived in the golden age, and is is one of those last remnants. So he's got a ton of knowledge in him about protecting protecting humanity, but also. That supercomputer failed. Uh, humanity did collapse. Everything went real bad. So he he's got some flaws to him, and we're trying to trying to bring him, coax him back out into uh, into helping us out because he's got some stuff. But he's uh he's a little scared, a little scared right. Of Peter right now. Nice. Well, I'm sure next season will be a big one. Um, I'm I'm wondering what the overall community's reception will be. I, I've seen some reports that. It's dipped down to a pretty low point uh, as far as like yeah. current players go. At the end it, of last season, it, it was getting to a real low point. There was just not much in the way of content. Bungie's Bungie's little event that they did was, hey, there's a week where Telesto is now intentionally breaking 
which kind of funny because the the joke with Destiny is that Telesto, this, this specific weapon that shoots projectiles in a way that is very unique, um, it it usually fucks up the game in many ways when they when they make changes because it just works in such a unique way. So then they had, hey, what if there's a whole week where each day Telesto functions a little bit differently and it's it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. And it just kind of fell flat. And also it happened at a time where uh, the only thing to really do was play this super high competitive PvP. And with Telesto being broken, it made PvP really shitty that whole week. Um, yeah. It just it was it seemed like bad timing. It didn't go over well with the community. And there also wasn't that much to do outside of that. And I think it I think they really got to a, a low point. Uh, they definitely got to a low point in terms of player count, but also just sentiment seemed to be kind of down new season helps to helps to alleviate that a little bit. You get people coming in with the new stuff. And I think the new stuff here is pretty good so far that I've, that I've experienced. Um, but I think, I think you have a lot of people who are just kind of waiting for Lightfall and seeing what that is. And if that, if that flops, then I think destiny's kind of done, but who knows? Yeah. There's also another fucking TV show or movies or other shit in the works. And we've seen how television shows have come out and revitalized video games like cyberpunk. So yeah, it's true. Who knows? I, look, I, I, if, if they do some cool shit, I would maybe be interested in seeing what that like looked like. These I, I, bit- yeah. I don't think anything in here is cool enough to get Bobby Pees to come back and play Destiny 2, and that's fine. And it's probably not enough to keep me playing in a in like a really focused manner for more than a handful of weeks. But for sure. sometimes I just sit down and I go, you know what? I could play Destiny and watch some YouTube videos and kind of have a good time. And it's been it's been a great game for that. Nice. Uh, all right, Chase. So we had uh Credits on Norco in a new season in Destiny 2. The next- oh, sorry, I have I have one other game. I don't have to talk about it very much at all. Um, Butterfly Soup 2. Do you guys remember when I talked about Butterfly Soup years ago on this podcast? No. Probably not. No. It's a it's a visual novel, uh, a really short game. I think uh, I think it's made by Brianna Wu. I believe that's I believe that's right. Um, it was about uh, girls in high school who are uh exploring their sexuality and also on a softball or also on a baseball team yes um, okay I yeah I, it was it was a short little game short little visual novel and i i thought it just was nicely written and and had an interesting um story to it and they made a sequel and hmm. uh sequels good i i had a good time with it instead of playing as one character you you kind of experience four separate stories from the four main girls in the cast and you get a little bit more about them. And it also keeps the story going from the, from the first one. I thought it was good. I, I liked awesome. it. Really, really short, like three, four hours, not, not long at all. And, um, just a, just a nice, easy visual novel. And and I knocked it out and I was uh, happy. I did. It was good. Awesome. Very cool. So we've got credits on Norco, new season of destiny two and a sequel to butterfly soup. Chase, the next time we hear from you, we'll be talking about those games of the year. Oh, that's so scary. There's so many more games I feel like I need to play before game of the year time. One of those you should put a little time in with is Marvel's Midnight Suns, a game that we we streamed on Monday night. We've got a quick look of it. This is the newest game from Firaxis Games, published by 2K. It is available in three different packages. 
uh, starting from $59.99 going up to $99.99. This is the turn-based tactics game meets deck building meets life sim in a way. Uh, You play as a kid. From the makers of XCOM, but also way different than XCOM. If you come in thinking, oh, they just put Marvel superheroes in an XCOM game, it's, it's not that. But I think what they're doing is interesting. Yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm I will just let you know right now. I really like this game. I've found the further I go with it, I've got a good loop. I'm getting some really cool abilities on my characters, and I'm at a point now where I feel like I've got enough tools at the the Abbey, which is your your sanctuary, your home base, um, where I can do things like I want to really maximize this move set on Spider Man. I'm going to craft a few blueprint cards infuse them into other things and uh i also found like you can add a bunch of different things and it's like i've got a challenge room now which are uh really interesting mission types that gets you like the you called out the midnight sun armor when we were streaming this chase i've got the midnight sun armor for your character that you create now and it comes with kind of a uh, it looks like each hero will get an ultimate ability and it looks like you also get new abilities when you hit a certain threshold of friendship. So there's some really cool things that you can expand upon on that. Make those um, social links. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, it is baby's first social links in a way. Um, it's not as punitive as other games that make you manage those, but you definitely are managing those. It is oh. shocking how much Fire Emblem Three Houses is in this game. Oh, yeah. How are you liking the story and the writing? Because when I see people... Like I've seen mixed things about that. I think um, if, is it is it too MCU? Is it trying too much to be that? No, I don't think it's trying to be smart? MCU. Um, I think that like Tony, the the person who's voicing Tony Stark, is absolutely doing their best Robert Downey Jr. impression. Um, but for the most part, I just hit like a point that I thought was like actually pretty cool and well done. The story's been middling. It's been fine. It's not what I'm like. But not made, what you're there for. Not what I'm there for. Uh, but you, you just got where I'm at in the story. There was a distress call for somebody that is very well known. And, uh, the location that this battle takes place is really cool. And there's a bunch of things that are happening in the environment that you're fighting in that are happening each turn based off of where you're at. And it's not a huge, like, you know, it's not a huge spot, but it's a really cool way. And like, that's the thing too, is like a lot of the battling is very tight knit, um, high combos, a lot of area effect stuff that is going to, when you do your first attack, it's going to expand out a ring that then can encapsulate other folks that you would be in going to more damage to. Um, I think there's a real interesting conversation going on between this game and Mario plus Rabbids. Because in some ways they have a lot of similarities mm-hmm. where you have uh, like a lot of different moves you can do with characters within a single turn. And but but kind of where where Mario plus Rabbids lets you do multiple things a turn with multiple different characters where you can do a slide and you can do a shot and you can do like some kind of free action, whether it's going into Overwatch or using some power up item or something. Marvel's Midnight Sun says you get three card plays and you get a move, one move for all three characters. Like not each character gets a move. You get one move for all three of those characters. You have to pick which one gets the move, but also the cards that you play can move characters in some way. It's there's a, it seems like there's a lot of freedom to the combat 
and yet also in a very limited amount of there's a lot of things you can do in those four actions but you only get four actions per turn there's a little bit more you do get um so one of the things that you didn't call out was the heroism which builds with your abilities some of the abilities you use it's a currency or a skill set that you're building up uh it can go up to 10 and a lot of moves are going to net you one to two uh heroic abilities so they call them heroism that is going to allow you to do environmental attacks so in every environment you're in there are um metal boxes there's cans you can kick poles you knock over dumpsters and they do some pretty big damage and as you're working through these abilities you're building up that gauge that once you deplete the what chase called out the three move or the three uh, card plays you can then do environmental attacks they will move your character around but you do have the ability to move your character um if you start to move your character before any hero cards are played you can move that one character as much as you want but once you move them and a hero cards played they are planted there now i will call out something that chase hasn't seen yet on stream or in the quick look is uh you you end up getting these consumable cards that you can take into battle so if you hold down the space bar it opens up this wheel of consumable things that you can bring in and mario and rabbits has this as well like the pow button um it has like the uh health that you can you can take you can add more moves in uh some of those cards are like going to grant you more moves per turn some of those cards is going to absolutely like it's going to increase hey here's four heroism points that you just get from eating this card in battle so you can start to build those out using some of the currencies that you get from winning back at the abbey and those things are helpful the other thing too chase is um i was able to upgrade some of the ability cards so like one of them is like hey if you get a ko with this card you get an extra move this turn so little Mm, things like that that starts to give you a little bit more it's not nearly as generous or front loaded which i really like about mario and rabbids this one has i mean i'm like 12 hours into the game and I'm just now getting some of these things unlocked. So it's still, it's a slow drip. I, I've heard this game is anywhere from 16 to 90 hours long, by the way. Oh, my God. And, and <laughs> yeah. honestly, like, that's not a value judgment of Mario plus Rabbids versus, totally. versus Marvel Midnight Suns. Because they're very different. Like, yeah. Marvel's Midnight Suns, you, you have this limited amount of things that you can do per turn. But also, the arenas are so much smaller compared to something like Mario plus rabbits that are these bigger sprawling levels that have uh, different heights to them. So you do need, Oh, I need to be able to move and slide and jump on this character so I can propel her over to this other section. And then I need to be able to have this character be able to slide and and jump through this thing to get to that character. So then they can jump off that character and then go even further. Like the Mario plus rabbits has a big space because it wants you to explore that big space and midnight sun, feels like we have a much more limited area and we want you to really strategize and theorize what you can do within that smaller area i think it's a little weird thematically for superheroes like spider-man or iron man who can just blitz around wherever the hell they want to feel like they're cramped into this limited tiny space but in terms of just the strategic value of it 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 seems like a system that makes a lot of sense well, you know, I'm no uh, person to shy away from a fight in a tight space, so I don't mind it that much at all to have a well, smaller. Sure. Absolutely. Um, but one of the other things I'll call out briefly here is uh, I've really been looking at 
how to synergize. So you have teams of three that go out. There are always going to be a story mission available. And every story mission, you have to bring your character, which is named Hunter. Um, but if you do some of these side missions, you can build whatever three people you'd like to come. They have more or less an attack class, a support class, and a tank class when it comes to these characters. And I'm really starting to find my footing and how I set those decks up because there is even some combo cards. Um, so like Captain Marvel, and I just got Captain America. So the two captains are very tanky. And every single one of Cap's attacks has a taunt to it, which is awesome because I can send him out and just start taunting people into him and then uh, I've got a support class character that will continually buff him up while I'll bring somebody like Blade in who can start to just like I've gotten to point now with him, Chase, because I keep calling Chase out because he and I have been playing this game together. He has already great attacks. He has that ability that he can start to apply bleed. He gets another attack buff where if they have bleed on it, you add even more damage to them. So he can start. And he to also do has some, some chaining abilities too. Oh so yeah. Even even though you're only playing one card, he actually attacks three separate times. And if that stuff also is stacking bleed as he's doing that, yeah, like that you can get to some cool combos. I do wonder, Bobby, have you have you felt like you talked about having uh, three different classes of of kinds of heroes in there? Have you ever felt like you brought in a team of heroes and you went, oh? The strategy is not going to work here. I, yeah. you know, the, these characters don't actually work very well together. I need to bring in different heroes. Yeah, the the game will auto level up your heroes that you don't bring into battle. Not to the so if I played with the same three people, they're usually going to be about two levels ahead of everybody else. That gets them better stats in, in game, of course. So on some of those other missions, I'm like, hey, I want to level up people and just kind of see what because like there's some characters like magic. I didn't really know magic before this game. Uh, I did not pick magic right away because I was going with people that I knew would probably act a certain way. Magic has become one of my favorite characters in the game. So I've been trying to play catch up there. But magic, I didn't have some of the synergy cards there. And I was like, I, I want to bring you into this battle to get you where you need to be. But you're you're really fucking up my flow. And now I'm getting to a point where I can do like that i i showed you magic i'm pretty sure her portal mm -hmm. i've got one upgraded now where every time she creates a free portal she gets a free additional move oh that's cool and so like that's really fucking slick because she, she she makes these portals johnny that it almost acts like the game portal where the knockback ability so if i create a portal that will be facing an environmental thing like an electrical box regardless of where another person is if she hits it before she hits them with knockback, she opens a portal behind them, knocks them into that portal, and they fly through the other one and hit it. It's really fucking cool. So she's got some cool stuff. It's also, um, if you are a fan of X-Men, Magic is the little sister to Colossus. And um, okay. so she's very cool. Anyway. They do, they do have some. Uh, there's also a system in there where, yes, you could keep bringing in the same three heroes every time if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. But they there there is some incentive to bringing people who are what they call well rested where yeah. you know there there are some buffs that characters get for not having been used for a while that might might convince you hey maybe i'll let iron man sit out this one and bring in magic instead or bring in hunter instead where i you know maybe i wouldn't normally use him but this is 
the way that they do those ring them in now the side missions are also they lock in a hero so like hey this is a captain marvel side missions that means you have to have captain marvel but you'll get two other characters so what i've been doing and i didn't do this on the quick look is something that's helped me out now is i'll look at the war table first and see who's available and then when i go to do like my daily sparring which gives somebody a buff I'll be like, okay, I know I'm going to do that mission with Captain Marvel. I'm going to fight with Captain Marvel, give them a buff before battle, take them in, and just add some, some stuff in there with it. I, I'm i really digging it. Um, it's crazy because, I mean, you, you call out Mario and Rabbids. That didn't come out that long ago compared to this. Both are doing some really clever new things, in my opinion, in this turn-based genre, which I will just say – I'm here for like, I want to see more innovation in that genre. I love what's going on with it. So last year fell really hard for understanding deck engines with fights and tight spaces and doing the drafts with that and really building out things. And like that, that made me fall in love with into the breach, which I missed out on. And now I'm a big fan of that game. Mario and rabbits became one of my favorite switch games. And this new version of that game builds on everything in a great way. And now we did XCOM together, Chase and I, on a series for our Casual Monday streams. Quite Here great. I am. Yeah, it was all, it went really well. <laughs> I'm looking at Firaxis now with Midnight Suns, and they've done some really cool stuff with like even the relationship pieces of it. I'm just here to basically stand for turn-based tactic games are pretty all right. Hell yeah. And, and Fire Emblem coming fun, down the pipe for just, uh, next, uh, uh, next month? Next yeah. Month. Um, um, before yes. you move on to your next game, I just I need to know yeah. how many times has Wolverine said bub or called someone bub. So I'm going to get into a little spoiler territory, if that's okay. Is that all right? Sure. Sure. You, you don't start with Wolverine. Right. Um, you get attacked by somebody that Wolverine fights a whole lot. And he shows up. And he drops a good bub when that happens. And it was really fucking good. Wolverine. Wolverine is is broken. Is it? Is it Sabretooth? It is. I was going to be my guest. Who who else could it have been? And and I I told Johnny this earlier. The first suit Wolverine shows up in is my it's my favorite. It's the brown and orange suit. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sabretooth has the big, huge fur collar. He just looks fucking awesome. Um, but because Wolverine heals, when he starts to do chain attacks, each attack he hits is a life seal as well. That's cool. And so he kind of, that's how you get that mechanic I mean, for him. Not to get too spoilery, but like about how long do you think it takes to get to Wolverine? Cause the, cause both the quick look and the, and the stream, you didn't have him at that point. And you had like seven or so characters. You had a, you had a pretty solid stable at that point already. Yeah. I, so I, you, you get a mission with him and he runs to chase down Sabretooth. And so you don't get him right after that mission. Um, you that the next mission is where you meet captain america and okay. there's some shit going down so i think I, I mean i'm i'm 12 hours in i'd say it's probably like 10 hours when i met wolverine maybe give or take okay and, and there is they've announced dlc they've shown dlc stuff um like venom is an enemy in this game but also venom is going to be a dlc character that you'll eventually get i think he's the first one you get okay um really quick give me one second before we move was on, was Storm one of them? Maybe I think oh, Storm, Storm was. was always one of my favorite X Men. 
Uh, I think she would do really well in here. Um, give me one second, guys. So okay. all playable characters and confirmed DLC. Do you want to know who they are? The four? Yeah, go for okay. it. Okay. Deadpool. Morbius. Yeah, <laughs> now we're fucking talking. Yeah. Morbin time, bitch. Uh, Storm. God damn it. And Venom. Um, so uh, also, I know. Uh, I think you get the Hulk as well. Um, yeah. So really cool. It's 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 very the, very the cool. Hulk's not DLC. Hulk, you just get in the. Yeah in the main game yep okay um we're gonna talk about need for speed unbound i'm gonna let johnny lead in with that because he's put more time into it two things i'll say before i pass it to johnny we've been trying to play warhammer 40k we've got trying being the keyword there we've got a quick look that we'll be putting out we tried to stream it it's a really cool game it's a really big mess so we're going to keep an eye on that one and revisit it in 2023 when they've patched it out um johnny i would love for you oh go ahead chase well speaking of crashes i i forgot to mention but uh destiny 2 has crashed on me twice uh since the new season started which is two more times than destiny's crashed in maybe like the last two years i played destiny so it's it's always been i was in the middle of a gambit match which you know i wasn't having that much fun if i was playing gambit and then the game crashes so i didn't even get the progress for it and i went man fuck that and then i just stopped playing so there you go I wish Gambit was in Midnight Suns. It honestly kind of did. I had other stuff I should have been doing at the time. And it's like, you know, I, in fact, I restarted the PS5. I got to the start screen. I'm like, all right, let's get back into it. And then I just kind of took a beat and I went, you don't have to do this. You could do the things that you're supposed to do today. And then I put it down and it was amazing. It was amazing. I don't mind that we have the Avengers and other Marvel characters, but I would have been probably even more into this game if it just would have been an x-men game yeah so i i i think that would have been awesome man anyway um johnny i want you to talk about need for speed unbound what i will tell you right now is i'm just gonna say it and hand it over to you this is maybe my favorite racing game i've played since burnout paradise yeah um i i wouldn't go that far with it for me personally um uh, but it is the best pure arcade. Actually, I guess if we're talking like pure arcade. Then yes, I it's yeah. the most fun I've had with one of those in a very very long time. Um, this kind of just I don't, don't want to say they shadow dropped it, but there's been little to no fanfare. Like they it, announced it. It, it was out six bit. weeks, yeah. six <laughs> weeks from announcement, which kind of leaked. And then they showed a video for it, yeah. and now we have it. But, well, also they had like the date was supposed to be December second yeah. or something, and then they just like on November thirtieth, they're like, ah, yeah. we don't care, it's it's out, whatever. And so yeah. you know, only a few days, but that is kind of a stealth drop. It's kind of weird. Um, so I haven't played an Eve Speed game since I don't know when. I'm Probably like the PS. It's been a those long are. time. The, um, the Hot Pursuit reboot was the one for me. That was, I think, that was the first one Criterion worked on when uh, when they got yeah. brought, when they got a uh, switched yeah. out from Burnout to to Nitrogen. Yeah. So, um, if you are unfamiliar, uh, this is uh, the latest entry in the long running Need for Speed series, um, and it has 
a very different style than what they've put in old games. So there's uh, cel-shaded characters, uh, but you still have your realistic-looking vehicles. Uh, but then you have these different effects that pop up on your vehicle, uh, like when you burn out or if you hit a big uh, jump or uh, drift. It's more of that cel-shaded, kind of cartoony-looking stuff. And BD kind of stuff, almost. like Yeah. Um, it's got even like a like a Jet Set Radio mm-hmm. look to it a little bit, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 like Jet Set. It's it's hard to pin down. It has lots of different influences. I feel like it's pulling from, um, and you can even change like the icons and stuff that appear over your car when certain things happen. Or the uh, I think you mean smoke. change your crown. Your crown. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I just think that's fun that they gave it a specific name. Yeah, um, and it's it's different than the. The most of the other racing games I played in the last few years, because those have all been mainly Forza Horizon, um, where you have, relatively speaking, like a pretty limited amount of stuff to accomplish uh, on the map. Like it, like there are like jumps, and there's things that you can find on the map. Uh, there's these giant inflatable bears that you can find in different areas. Um, and gas stations, billboards. Mm-hmm. If you if you like your burnout paradise, billboards. Yes. Billboards make a return. Those are there for you. Um, but in terms of races, it's just like a handful, and it's, it goes on a day night cycle. And uh, as you race, you're earning heat, uh, and the higher your heat is, uh, the more cops will pursue you, and the more vehicles will come after you. And the more difficult it is to get away from them. I've only lost my money twice. Uh, from what's my- the most you've had chasing you? How high have you gotten your heat? Oh, I've had like five police cars and a helicopter chasing after me. Yeah, that um, that got fucking spicy. No pun intended with the heat. It yes. got real spicy. It was yeah, so rough. I mean, so because like old old Need for Speed games, they've had like the. First, you get cops chasing you, and then I think they might even throw out some spike traps or something. Mm-hmm. That's here. Roadblocks, yeah. And there's... then you get like the helicopter, and then the helicopter, at least in Need for Speed Hot Pursuit 2, which is a long time ago. It's an original Xbox game. Uh, but they like the, the helicopter would start dropping explosive barrels <laughs> that, that you could hit. I haven't encountered that car. yet. Yeah. Um, and I think they might have taken that out yeah. uh, for later entries, but. Um, and like the the story's fine, it's whatever. But the the racing, the driving, is so much fun, and it is really challenging. Like you, it's I, a hard game. You you are not expected to win. Yeah. What would beginning. you compare the driving experience to? Does it does it feel like you're playing Burnout, or does it feels it feels like if you if you do not hit off the line with because it also has like the throttling where you need to be at a certain RPM to get off the, the gate. Yeah. If you start off behind at a certain point, if you have a rough start, you're like the probability of you getting the first place is highly unlikely. And yeah. if you make one error, like if you have a, a, a wreck and in a race, like you're going to finish that race in like the bottom three positions. Like, yeah, there's no rewind in this, right? No, there, there's no, there's no rewind. That seems like a yeah. wild decision in 2022, but I kind of respect it. Yeah. Well, you have, and you even have a limited number of restarts. Um, that's, that's tied to day cycle, like each day. Yep. So like each day, each day you, you have get so many restarts. Yeah. 
but that's like it's not like per race you get this number it's like mm-hmm. for the whole day you get five the, the one thing that they do that I, uh sorry john i did not mean to, to jump in oh, here on like that um as you get to a point in the game they give you like hey here's how we predict this this race is going to go you're going to finish sixth and you can bet against anybody so like if there's somebody that you're like you know what i'm going to finish above them well now not only are you because that costs money and like the, the pools at the beginning of the game aren't huge but as you're racing if that person is in front of you they highlight their name and if they're behind you they hide their name in a different way as well to let you know yeah this is the person that you're competing against that you made a bet with and you kind of build this rivalship because like when you start like you can see the overview and it'll show you who your rival is when you're starting the, the race yeah, it's um, not exactly the nemesis system, but it no. is, hey, you have a rival who has a name, who has a specific look, who yep. is a absolutely car. a douchebag yeah. because all yeah. of them look like douchebags they in do. the best way. <laughs> uh, um, There's some other cool mechanics at play with the racing and Johnny, like I don't know how much you've leaned into it, but you've got drifting, you've got the the nitrous boost on it, um, you've got the handbrake. And I, I don't do it every single time. I've gotten much better at it but you can combo things into one another even outside of like there's events that are going to be like this is a drift mode event you're going to need to get like the highest score for doing tricks and shit but Mm -hmm. you can be in a drift and if you like time it you kind of pop with the nitrous at the same time and you almost get like a secondary boost out of it which is really fucking well done uh, yeah, there's there's like a tap nitrous mechanic to it. Mm-hmm. Like yes, you yeah. can hold it and just and just blaze it, but you can also you, yeah, you're you're earning that by by drifting and getting no misses, and it's it's another bar that fills up next to the nitrous boost. Not the depletion um, of it, but like the hype of it almost. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I kind of struggled with the game at first, and I realized it's because I was trying to play this like I would play Forza. I wasn't playing this like an arcade racer. And once I changed the way I was driving and approaching the races, I started doing a lot better. Um, like as far as like going into corners, cause like I can tap the e-brake swing out and then boost. And it just, it's like, I make that hairpin turn without losing a lot of speed. I, I want to um, call out the dual sense controller for that also. Yes. Um, and if you got anything to add there, please do. But playing this on PS5 with the DualSense 5, they do some really great things on like gear shifting, tapping on your on your acceleration mm-hmm. finger feels really good. The, yep. the the taptic and haptic engine in that controller with nitrous, with the drifting, all that stuff. Yeah, you get a nice, well together. like almost like a, a, a physical cue of what you're doing from your hands, just the way on the controller is making movement, like which I think is really helpful on um just like getting those types of sensory cues on what you're doing yeah um and the i appreciate what like a slow steady drip of because it it feels you know i'm the whole thing is like you're you have this car you fixed up with a friend of yours who betrays you and then a couple years later you find out they're back on the street racing scene and they have your car with your car with your car and so there's you have to meet these, make, uh, get to these qualifiers at the end of each week with, you know, you have to have a set amount of cash and I'm still just in the second week right now. Um, but, uh, once I, that first week almost feels like an extended tutorial mode Yeah. because once you get into the second week, you start getting a lot more cash by that point, you've won 
at least two more vehicles. Um, and I found how is the how is the vehicle selection? Do you feel like there's a lot of good cars in there? Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, you're you're not getting like a Forza or a Gran Turismo selection of cars, but no. you feel like there's yeah, a it's a couple. The, 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 the cars that you would want to see in this are there. Like, mm-hmm. I I I'm. I'm currently driving what I consider to be like one of the most and think this is fast and the furious, but it was Paul Rudd's eclipse and that it was, it's a 99 Mitsubishi eclipse. One of the most iconic racing cars, not Paul Rudd. Paul oh my Rudd. God. <laughs> Paul Rudd. I wish, be, I I wish, wish it was Paul, Paul Rudd. In the fast and furious. I, 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 I wish it was, I wish it was as well. Um, uh, hey, you got your American muscle cars in there too. Your Corvettes yeah. and your Mustangs and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I've, got, I've got a Buick right now. That's my main, my this motherfucker's vehicle. driving a Buick. You hear him? He's got a Buick. It yep. is. It it is. Even though it's a different art style from previous Need for Speed games, it kind of feels like it's saying, "Okay, let's take some hot pursuit attitude. Let's take some underground attitude. Uh, let's bring in some of these other more well liked Need for Speed games uh, of of the past, and let's find a way to to put a, like a, a new little twist on it, which is this this kind of new unbound art style. Yeah. But, uh, it, I mean, it seems like it's working for it. I I wish this game came out in like June or July instead mm-hmm. of at the end of November, beginning of December. I, I just I don't have time to fit this in. It was. But a, it I feel was like I would enjoy this, so I had a chance. Yeah, it was it was definitely an impulse buy for me. Like I was like, okay, yeah, let's give this a shot. After I saw a couple of videos on it, um, and it's completely subverted. I had no expectations, so there's none there to subvert. But uh, it's just blown me away, and it's it's like one of my favorite racing games I played in the last few years. Um, That's awesome. That's great. And I think Chase like absolutely should pick this up at some point. Like, I'm yeah, sure, I'm sure it will go on sale. It looks fantastic it runs uh 4k 60 frames a second i'm sure it looks amazing on pc i picked it up on playstation yeah, yeah uh, hear, hearing how it works with the dual sense and and hearing that from you bobby that that makes me pretty excited i think it is something that at this point knowing that it's not going to end up being something i can get to before game of the year i i think i probably will just end up waiting for a sale and yeah, and then grabbing it then but uh, pretty yeah. pretty excited um last thing i'll call out i like i like the the world a lot it's like yeah, chicago it's, but mm-hmm. also there's some mountains there um you it's know the cool mountains of chicago yeah exactly yes absolutely um and you can go I from just, lower wacker drive I'm, to the mountains yeah i'm way way into it um and speaking of games that wait no that's a bad segue um this next game well, it's I better think, now i think is neat I think it does some cool things, but I am not but, into it. What? Oh, there's always a problem with you, Johnny. See? Jesus. The butt God. from Chase. Um, see, his butt's rubbing off on us. He's rubbing his butt be, all over us. That would be the Callisto Protocol. And we can get through this to get to the game that I really want to talk about with you guys. Um, so Callisto uh, is from... Um, fuck. I'm cheating developers, right? No. Strike striking distance studios and it's made by a lot of people who worked on Dead Space. And that is very apparent if you've seen any of the media for this game. It is absolutely just different Dead Space. And it, it does have some PUBG roots though. Like at one point it was in the PUBG. Is it just it, uh it was that's published that's no by case. Blue, whatever the fuck they're Blue called. Hole. Um I don't remember. 
Yeah. Blooper. Um, it's, it's blooper team. Bloop. Blooper team. Um, yeah, but that's not. It's kidding. Okay. So this game, I I uh, I split on PS5 with one of my friend who I do game sharing with. Uh, I know that the PC version came in real hot. And it, mm-hmm. it sounds like they've patched it since then to make it a little bit better. It had it a clinical like, error. Yeah. A clear, yeah. Cl- clerical uh, error. There's something wrong with the, the patch they put out. And then the Xbox Series X version sounds like it's not incredible either. But then I learned a bunch of Sony devs worked on it. So, hey, no wonder yeah. the, P- the PS5 version is the Sabotage. one that works this motion. So, um, I like the atmosphere of this game. It's incredible. It's 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 such a cool sci-fi setting. Have uh, you gotten just, ground up by a wind turbine yet? Not yet. I think that's okay. the next place I'm going is where all the turbines are. Um, cool. I think the combat in this game is frustrating at best and mediocre at worst. That's, that's kind of what I've been hearing is um, that it it's uh, it's a little odd. It's a little fumbly. It, and it's, go ahead. it's it's a dodge system. But rather than having like a dedicated dodge button, you have to push left or right on the joystick. And when I'm in a tense situation like that, I don't want to have to play fucking Simon to remember. Like, it sounds like a simple thing in in theory, but in practice, it's like if I see this swing coming from this direction, well, I'm going to lean this way to get it. It's just it's. Not I mean, the thing a, that you want to have to think about. Yeah. Roll. yeah, and it's just I keep getting killed when in situations where, like, if I just had a button I could push that just dodged, then I'd be fine. Um, and it's very, very melee-focused. And when you start, like, it's just... Some of these monsters take for fucking ever to kill. And, I like, it sounds like you do get upgrades and eventually you get a spacesuit. And, like, because you, you also have an extremely limited inventory... Um, it's like six slots and that's for health. That's for ammo. That's for everything. Like it's very, uh, I like restrictive in a way that like, I hate inventory management in games more than anything. Yeah. Uh, just about in games that, yeah, it can be fun sometimes. Like sometimes. I, yeah, like I don't like, really love resident evil games in general. Cause I'm a little baby, but, um, I like the idea of, Hey, this is your slots and you have to Tetris your equipment in yeah. here. It's I, I hate when you get to something like Bethesda and it's uh, it's a fucking encumbrance system yeah. where Ugh. I now have to get under a weight limit. It's I mean, the worst system. I know in you, games. I know you All like, these cheese wheels. I know, yeah, I know you like Dark Souls, but that's another thing with me is like having different weights on on your equipment and having different rules because of it. I like the idea mechanically, but I do not like it in practice. It just isn't fun for me to play. Well, Chase, you just have to get Havel's ring, and then that doubles your... Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Anyway, it's... I'd say this game is a solid 7. I think that the scores it received are pretty fair. Like, some of the more negative ones, I don't know. Like, I... Because I'm... I'm enjoying enough of the other things that it's doing that it pulled me forward a little bit. I think I got a couple hours into it. um, And it just just made me more excited for that Dead Space remake, because I decided... Johnny, you love horror. Stephen King is your second favorite author, and you love horror movies. Who's, you love horror who's, books. Who's who's your first? Uh, probably Tolkien. Okay. Um, just making sure. And 
yeah, like I, I need, I feel like whatever baggage remains from when I was a kid and I, like I watched my cousins play through Resident Evil 2 and it just fucked me up. And then I saw a screen when I was in third grade and it fucked me up for a long time. So I feel like 2023 is the year that Johnny gets into horror games. Maybe we'll see. Well, right. we'll we have a whole show about video game resolutions and we'll, yeah. We'll get to that. But uh, I, as much as I don't like horror games, because uh, the aforementioned, I'm a little baby about it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that's a noble goal of yours, and I support it 100%. Cool. Uh, thank you. Finally. Guys, what do you think about dwarves? I like Rock and Stone. And too short. Too short? Okay. All right. Um, okay. What's the level of familiarity in the group here with Dwarf Fortress. Non-existent? I, I know it's been talked about for a long time. I know that it was being overhauled to not be quite the sicko game that it was, to a, a prettier yeah. sicko game. But I know yeah. it used to not have graphics it, at yep. all. It was, it was and an ASCII. Yeah. Yeah. And then so, it got, I also know that it's like a a big game in like the, an emergent gameplay sense where yes. it seems like so many things have been programmed into this mm-hmm. and the interactions that can come out of it just make for some interesting emergent gameplay. I, I was reading some tweet that somebody was talking about Dwarf Fortress recently about like some some dog that miraculously uh, beyond all reason kept getting up and uh, attacking this bear when it like by all rights, it should have just been murdered the first chance it had, but it just, but also while it was apparently uh, latched onto the bear's neck, it had a litter of puppies because the game allows for that shit. Mm -hmm. Yep. I know that the devs had to change the price of mermaid bones at one point because, because people were just murdering mermaids and yeah. selling their bones. Yeah, it seems like a game with a lot of interesting interactions. Um, it seems kind of like a like an ant farm almost almost of a game of you a just kind bit. of let it run and you see the weird shit that can happen out of it. Yeah, because you like you have no direct control over these dwarves. Um, you can. When do you ever? That's, that's a fair point, Bobby. You so you can't control a dwarf. I've tried. You can't. Yeah. So if no you matter how many fortresses you put them in, you can't control them. Uh, dwarf Fortress is a game that has been in active development for over twenty years. Uh, and as as those Why are the two graphics lo- still so bad. The graphics yeah, twenty bad. years. Well, they they I'm just they just started I'm, working I'm, on the graphics. I'm absolutely um, so much kidding. I know. Uh, it's uh it's developed by Kit Fox game or Bay Twelve, sorry. Kit Fox is the developers who Publisher. are publishers. Mm-hmm. You know uh, Kit Fox published. of Boyfriend Dungeon fame. Boyfriend Dungeon, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um but this is a game that primarily has been developed by two brothers, uh Tarn and ah, fuck, what's the other guy's name? I just looked at them. If, if one's named Tarn, I can't wait for the other name. It's like Dave or something yes. like that. What? What? Um, well, so, you can't have a brother named Tarn, and then the other one is just Dave. That's just some guy. Zach. Tarn and well, Zach Adams. Okay, Zach, Zach's a pretty um, good name. And as you guys mentioned, like it, it ran with ASCII graphics, which, if you don't know, is like text, basically. Um, and... It, it did not have keep mouse support. It was all keyboard based. 
And I, for years, like I think if I first learned about this game in high school um, or shortly thereafter, and it's one of those things, kind of like Eve, like you hear about it, and you're like, this sounds fascinating. And I tried, I downloaded it earlier this year, and I messed around with it for like an hour. And I was like, this, this ain't it, Chief. I can't, I can't do this. I'm like, I'm a sick man, but I'm not willing to, to do what it takes to get into this. And then uh, I've had the Steam version, which they're calling 1.0. So this is a 2022 release. Uh, came out with graphics. I've had it wishlisted since it was added to the store. And I put about four hours into it. And this game is as cool as I hoped it would be. That's uh, awesome. And it's, I'm still, there is so much there. It's a lot, dude. It's, it's a, a lot. And so what I think, what I've learned from some of the videos I've watched, um, some of like seeing the community talk about it is like, you should just set a goal for yourself and see if you can accomplish that goal. And like, it's, it's through playing the game and like interact because all these dwarves have their own personalities and you can go and see like their thoughts. They're people and, too, Johnny, Jesus yeah, Christ. They have skills. It seems like it's going to be your new crusader Kings. Yes, it could be. Yeah. Like it's, it, it just has layer upon layer upon layer uh, of like what you can do. Like it's, it's probably, I don't know if this one's going to be for me. That's fine. Like, I, I don't think this is for. Sorry about that. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Uh, we had the damnedest thing there with the audio. That was weird. But I think all systems are working. So cool. we're back at it. Um, Johnny, you were saying. about the dwarves. Yeah, I, I am endlessly fascinated by this. Um, and it's, it's cool when a thing that you've been waiting a long time for. Yeah. comes out and strikes in the way that you were hoping it would. Um, and I feel like I've barely even scratched. I've barely struck the earth, as they say. Oh, uh, nice. Door Fortress. And it's it, the, the thing I'm trying to keep in mind that I keep seeing people in the community say is like failing is fun. Like that's how you learn the game is by failing and like an aquifer floods your your. And that's where the best stories come from. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have some failure in there because it makes things interesting. If it's, Oh, my dwarves built an impenetrable fortress and totally destroyed everything else. Then like, that's not much yeah. of a story. And it's, it's, it's a whole world. So there's other, there's other civilization, there's elves, there's monsters. Like it's this, this crazy fantasy world. Um, and yeah, I just, I'm, is there I, an ability to just, let it go and let it play itself or do you well, have to you, have some you, input you yeah you control like what gets mined you have to build all the crafting stations uh and uh you can set mark specific areas for zones so there's like this is a meeting area that you can convert into a tavern uh you can assign dwarves different roles within the community like there's one that's a manager that just goes around like you tell them hey i need 10 stone tables and he goes and finds a dwarf to do that for you. Um, is is that like a command line prompt, or are no, you no, dragging all, stuff? This is, or? this is all user interface. So there's there's a hotbar in the bottom uh, with menus inside of them, uh, and 
it does have a tutorial that goes over the very, very basics and is helpful. Um, but I've gone back and I've watched like actual Dwarf Fortress YouTubers who've made videos for the Steam version. Um, and Bay 12 themselves and Kit Fox have put out some videos as well. Um, and it's just really cool, man. It's a very cool game. I know it's not going to be for everybody. It seems um, like Fortnite for real fucking nerds. Like, yeah. here's here's the forever game for you deep, dark motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, instead of here's the forever game and, for literally everybody in the world. And these guys have been putting this out for free the whole time. Uh, they, they've been living on donations. Um, and I haven't checked it as the day has gone by, but yesterday and earlier today, it was a top selling game on steam. So I think like these guys are finally like this game is in MOBA at the museum of modern art and their video game exhibit. Like that's, we wouldn't have RimWorld, Minecraft. Like there's so many games like that came out that were inspired by and influenced by this game. So it's cool to see it finally getting the recognition that it deserves. And there's someone in the, the discussions on steam saying like, you guys really willing, like you paying $20, $30 for something you can get for free. And it's just like over a yeah. hundred pages of people <laughs> just saying, yes, yes. Like it's, it's great. The community seems awesome. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm going to be spending some more time with it, but let's, let's talk, let's talk game awards. Let's I missed do stuff. that. So you did. Well, you why did. don't before we get to that? Why don't we talk about maybe uh, since you were away for the back half of this, where the the wild shit happened? I know Chase was taking some notes. What stood out to you before you broke away, Johnny? What was the highlight for you? Mm-hmm. Fucking Al Pacino was there for some reason. Uh, <laughs> because he's an actor, and there's actors yeah. in video games. You I was dolt. I was really happy for Christopher Judge. However, that speech was entirely too long. Did he, he just, Boy. by the way, he just tweeted and he's like, yeah. they cut me off before I could finish, but he did. He's like, I didn't get a chance to thank my wife. And it's, I'm not saying that dude's in hot water, but as a married man, the fact that you were up there for that long and you didn't, didn't mention, mention your wife, wife you, yeah. you know, when he sat back down, there was Pop a was very cold tonight. seat, uh, <laughs> but congrats nonetheless. Uh, I think we finally saw ghost story games what the fuck they've been working on since like yeah. 2012 Judas, is when right bioshock infinite came out yeah and then that whole team was dissolved and then kim levine formed a new team and it sounds like maybe he's not the best person to work for which is unfortunate um i'm so excited for death Stranding 2 like i i turned around completely on that game when i played it again last year i'm i'm here for it mr kojima take me back on your wild ride uh, it looks as dumb and out there as the first one. Yep. Um, and uh, what else? Those those are probably. What the was, two... What's the last thing you remember seeing? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, was it a performance or something? I, I don't know. You tell uh, us. It's your. It's what you, we're asking you. I don't remember exactly. I think I left in the middle of a ad or something like that okay oh did you leave like in the middle of the forspoken ad maybe or something like that no he downloaded that okay 
Okay. Um, that's fine. We we yeah. have a general idea of, of where you you stopped off at. I think there was uh, we're also we're hour. not going to spend a ton of time on like who won what because like we have our own awards show that we do here, but like we'll definitely do some highlight stuff. For better sure. better awards too. Better yeah, awards. I, yeah, yeah. Usually, ones that are really deserve. I'm here more for the announcements. And like, yeah, if, uh, and if, I mean, if we want to get real quick with it, um, it was the God of War show for pretty much every moment of the show until the very end when, and then it was the Elden Ring show. Um, no, there was still God, God of War because it was about the boy. <laughs> boy. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, God of War had like six awards. We talked about Christopher Judge, but they also got audio design and narrative and whatever the fuck like they they got they got all the awards uh except for the ones that mattered it seemed because best game direction and game of the year went to elden ring um that, that cleaned up on on the big ones um also best rpg was was elden ring as well yeah they had um, some big swings there for sure yep uh stray won a couple couple times yeah. for best debut indie and mm-hmm. like best indie general i guess um yeah, like they, they're it was an award show. It was fine. They they gave some awards out. Um, we're we're going to disagree with them inherently. Uh, well, I guess you guys like God of War and, and Elden Ring, so maybe you wouldn't disagree completely. But we will have our own awards that we will do next week, and and we'll have some official. stuff to show that. They, yeah, those are the ones that matter, of course. Johnny, some things that you missed. Yeah. One thing in particular, there was DLC shown off for horizon forbidden west it's called the burning shores it takes place in hollywood california uh it looks pretty fucking wild from what we saw it looks like more of horizon forbidden west um but uh it is so much of the game that i did not play uh it is coming out april 19th (laughs) so it will be right in the thick of everything else again um but yeah that that is something that you missed out on uh watch that trailer it looks cool Johnny, another thing you missed, um, if, if you liked the Al Pacino segment of of the Game Awards, um, have I got news for you? Uh, there was even a more decrepit actor who showed up and it was Michael Madsen. Oh, God. Uh, oh, my who, God. Who um, I love Michael Madsen. Yeah, he kind of looked like death <laughs> um, as he as yeah. he kind of got helped on the stage um, by two guys who were much bigger than he was. Um, but he is the star of Crime Boss Rocket City, uh, which is a new game they showed off at the Game Awards, which is an upcoming stealth action FPS where players work to become leaders of a criminal underworld set in a fictional version of 90s Florida. It is coming out March 28th, 2023. Um, Let me read off some people who are in this game. Uh, Johnny, Michael Madsen is uh, is in the leading role as yep. uh, Travis Bark, ba- Travis Baker, not Travis Barker. Travis Barker. <laughs> yes, he's a drummer. Um, Danny Glover is in this game as a what? character named Gloves. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, Danny Trejo is in this game as a character named the Dragon. Uh, Vanilla Ice is what? in this game. Get out of here, <laughs> Michael Roker. Michael Rooker is in this game uh, and Chuck motherfucking Norris is in this game. Dude, after the show, you were watching that trailer. It's insane. You know what? It looks good. It looks good. Yeah. I fucking hate Chuck Norris. I also hate Chuck Norris. I like the memes. I hate the man. Um, 
Also, Chuck Norris uh, is is a sheriff because what else would he be in this? Uh, some kind of rangery looking guy, um, and he's got the name Norris on a badge on his vest. Oh, so he will probably just be. Like, he, this, this game seems extremely tongue in cheek with with what yes. it's kind of doing. Is he going to tell a kid they have AIDS? Walker told me uh, I, I have AIDS. I bet. Yes. I bet he yes. roundhouse kicked somebody. Do you think? Do you think he'll? I think so. Yeah. Can he roundhouse? Uh, Ranhouse himself in the face. So he shuts Just up. an absolute wild. F- oh, uh, Kim, uh, Kim Basinger. 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 Yeah. Basinger? yeah. yeah. She's Basinger. in this game. What a star cast. It's an incredible cast for a game that looks a like name. a Saints Row yeah. game when they it's came out. They even said like, oh, hey, Jeff Keeley's like, it's an organized crime game, a new upcoming organized crime game, and the stage was purple. And I'm like, is this just another fucking Saints Row? And then they show off all these people, and I'm like, is this just another motherfucking Saints Row? And then they're like, crime boss, Rock A City. I'm like, that's a terrible name. What is this? Uh, Johnny, you did also miss weird. out very weird. that Diablo 4 will be coming to you June 6th. I saw that in a tweet from yeah. so you've got oh so Very your phone exciting. your phone wasn't on do not disturb you lied um, at that point and, and Johnny you missed one more thing oh what hang on hang on hang on oh okay you missed two more things you missed out that Final Fantasy has a launch date of June twenty second that's that's so close to my birthday so, so soon there's a lot there's a lot of big games coming out all in like the three four month period uh but johnny you did miss one small other announcement um yes there's a new from software game okay it's coming out next year okay and it's called armored core six hell yeah hell yeah he's already Uh, johnny's already seen this i can see that he's seen this (laughs) that was rumored I mean, there's there's al- there's been, always been a rumor that they might be bringing back Armored Core. Like people have talked about Armored Souls um, from the trailer that they showed. It didn't really have gameplay in it. It's it's not something where I think we could say whether it's a traditional Armored Core game versus a Souls game versus whatever the hell else it could be. But um, I think that's that's big news. There's a lot of people out there who are excited about that. I'll tell you that it's the most excited I've been for a from software game in decades. Um, just because it's got the mechs in it. We all know I I uh am a diehard from soft fan, so I I will play this without question. Yeah. I'm I'm interested in seeing more. Um but yeah, twenty twenty three on that one I think was was the biggest surprise to me. Yeah. No so one that Elden Ring just came out. Um no they DLC. Did. So they didn't they didn't announce it exactly. But uh, when Miyazaki went up to accept the game of the year award, he did say, I look forward to continuing working on this game, so, okay. which which kind of sounded like, OK, yeah, there's going to be DLC, which would make mm-hmm. sense. They've made DLC for yeah. lots of other uh, all the Souls games, Souls games at this point have had DLC. Uh, I don't remember if Sekiro did or not. Um, I don't remember. It might. But, I mean, they, they just put out that big PVP update. Two days ago, um, it'll get DLC like that. I yeah, it was it was far too successful for them not to do something like that. Uh, to Bobby's point, let's just kind of like go through I- anything else that really caught your eye on stuff. We, we don't need yeah. to be here all day. The, there's a game called Meet Your Maker, Johnny. That looks really fucking cool. Um, it okay. is a roguelike meets crafting game where you, as the crafter, are building these dungeons that people will have multiple attempts to go through from a roguelike bit so it's like mario maker in a way but you can also be playing in a very like 
high stylized first person shooter that you go through the dungeons on it looks really cool yeah meet your mario maker is essentially what it is that comes out april 4th okay um Baldur's gate they showed off a bit more of that we did not get a date for that i don't believe um august it is august uh hades 2 yeah yeah hades 2 we've got yeah we've got that is good uh, there's another two, game we're going to be playing as the as the they they're calling it the princess of the underworld. We don't know mm-hmm. if it's a daughter of of Hades or if it's somebody entirely different in the mythology. Mythology is weird, and you, they can kind of do whatever that want they want with it. Um, but yeah, new new character, um, lot lots of new characters they showed off. Looks really cool. I mean, it looks like Hades, but um, and then Bobby, you said they're they're doing a similar model where it'll come in early access and they'll play more details. Stuff. Yep. Oh, I'll be getting um, that for sure. Uh, Ethan Shelbo's coming to Cyberpunk? He DLC? is to the DLC. He is. Yeah, yeah. Knuckles the Echidna himself. Um, exactly. There is a, for. Yeah. There's a game that looks really cool, I think, called Banisher's Ghost of New Eden. And this is the game from Focus as well as um, Don't Nod. So you might know Don't Nod from Life is Strange and Vampire. But this looks to be a really atmospheric, moody... It kind of looked like it had elements of Forspoken. It looked like it had some Ghost of Tsushima in it. Um, and right before the trailer ends, they they show a little bit of what the action looks like. And I thought for sure it would be a Souls-like based off the tone they were going for. But it appears to be way more action RPG just from the jump that the guy did. But kind of like a new world. Camera's off your shoulder a little bit. Um, it looks really cool. It's got a, some really good mocap stuff happening with it. And I think don't nod does some good shit. So that looked really cool. Um, there was a game in the pre-show that I thought was, was pretty cool called viewfinder. It's uh, a yes. yeah. wonderful who also that are the same works. publishers from the, the gunk, um, as well as some other things are becoming a bigger publisher, uh, these days. But, um, that, that kind of had, um, like an unfinished swan kind of look to it. Um, mm-hmm. But the idea here is that you're taking photographs and you're holding them up to the world. And then those photographs kind of become reality. Yeah. Uh, there, there are lots of games that are kind of going with a similar aesthetic to the or not aesthetic or, or even tonally mechanically piece. I can think about like manifold garden. Um, oh, there's one. I, the, the one game where everybody says non Euclidean geometry. And I forgot the name of the game. I've, I've got it on steam somewhere, but I'm not going to look it up. Um, lots of games that kind of do this. Uh, even, even something like Patrick's Parabox, I would say plays in a similar mm-hmm. semi similar space to this, but that, that I thought looked really cool, really colorful and bright too. Um, actually probably the closest thing it looked like the witness which yeah um and i like the witness despite not loving jonathan blow um the one thing i want to call out to not necessarily what was shown but i do want to talk about what wasn't shown and there was a couple trailers for game pass but i am still like kind of processing how little microsoft really had to show here and well, what do you count as Microsoft, Bobby? Because uh, if you're not the FTC and you count Activision as part of Microsoft, then there was a decent amount shown at the Game Awards. Like a uh, Crash, Crash Bandicoot was at the Game Awards. It's true. But yes, but I, yes, I think there was no real Microsoft presence. 2023 is being rumored to be a pretty substantial year for them based off of all the acquisitions they've been making. 
And this seems like the uh, look. Microsoft's been putting their own shit on, but I, I was very surprised just how little directly from them we had tonight. Outside maybe, of some, maybe they do their own thing. I mean, at this point, for but also they were in the fucking Microsoft theater. It is right. it is kind of That's funny true. when they're sitting in the house of Phil. Phil is there at the show, and they kind of don't do anything yeah, with it. it. It did feel weird. It, it yeah. did feel weird for um, sure. Also, uh, yeah. no, no Zelda. Yep. No Zelda was nope. shown. Nope. Kind of weird. We did get that yeah. Fire Emblem trailer, though. We did get a Fire Emblem trailer. Um, got some new stuff. They showed off the first wave of DLC that is coming day and date with the game. Um, they also showed that there's going to be four waves of DLC that are all going to be releasing in 2023, which, uh, you know, I hope that's sooner rather than later in 2023. And we don't get an Ash and Wolves situation where I've already beaten the game and I don't want to play the game again, even even though there's new stuff in it. Um but the, the DLC stuff looks good. They're bringing in the, the lords from the three houses, uh, Edelgard, Nabitri, and Claude. And then they're also bringing in Tiki as an emblem ring as well. Uh, Tiki from Fire Emblem 1. And I mean, it is young Tiki, so it's absolutely the one from Fire Emblem 1 uh, or Shadow Dragon. But uh, Tiki also shows up in Awakening, much older version of Tiki. But um, but yeah, like there's only 12 emblem. Well, there's there's they've only shown off that there would be 12 emblem rings in the main game itself so the idea that dlc is just going to add another four to that list uh seems kind of nuts to me there's also some extra bonus stuff in that wave one dlc that you can get as well and then they didn't show off anything for the for the subsequent waves but uh yeah i'm I'm still pretty excited about that game i I think it's got a lot of promise and i'm i'm ready for it give it to me that for sure um any other closing thoughts on that? Yeah, I Jedi Survivor, very excited for that. Um, really glad we got a date for Diablo. Who's the person in the tank? In in the tank? In Jedi oh, Survivor. in the in the back oh, of the tank. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um that that Mario trailer, like every time Chris Pratt opens his mouth in that, I'm just like this this yeah. This ain't it. I think the movie looks like it's probably going to be okay. Um, and I'm kind of interested in the Space Marine Two game. Yeah, I yeah. think I'm, that would I'm, be. I'm looking through my cool. my list here. I'm not really seeing anything else that I that I feel like I have to mention. Um. I, I mean, it was it was fine. It's a it was a video game award show. Like it's not kind of what you expect, but uh, I thought they yeah. did a decent job. I think the I think the people they brought in as some of the the big gets felt fucking weird. Uh, um, Al, Al Pacino coming out and going, "I don't play the games. I can't read the prompter. Why am I here?" And we all kind of asked the same question. Um, Michael Madsen, at least he's there to be in a game, uh, yeah. but dude did not seem ready to come out on stage and talk about stuff. Um, Keegan Michael Key seems like came out, there was some energy with it. It was like, okay, yeah, hey, that's a cool guy. Yeah, he came out to introduce the Mario trailer, obviously. Um, and he just bombed on stage. He, what, he, what do you mean? He, he, 
he had a oh were you oh you didn't see that part did you bobby you you were gone okay he came out and he's like hey so i know like everybody wonders is you know i play toad uh, and everybody wonders with toad is it a hat or is it his actual head and i'm here to tell you it's a cap you know like a mushroom cap like the cap of a mushroom oh i guess cap and hat are synonyms Oh, I guess that didn't clear anything up. I'm like, holy shit! And I, I, we were, we were with uh, your cousin and friend of the show, Jason, in the in the Discord chat. As we we're watching that, and and uh, I just said, "Bring back Pacino." <laughs> oh god! <laughs> At this point, holy shit! It was Man. it was pretty rough. And then they showed the trailer, which you know was whatever. Although when they showed that trailer or that clip, and not not really a trailer, um, the toad in there, which I imagine is the Keegan Michael Key toad. It feels like they pitch shifted him a little bit. It just it doesn't sound like Keegan Michael Key, but it also or doesn't really sound like Toad. It just he's sounds an inflection on his voice. Yeah, I guess so. It just sounds. I don't know. It, it, why would you bring in somebody to? Why would you bring in Keegan Mike and T, Keegan Michael Key to not sound like Keegan Michael Key? I don't know. Why would you bring in Chris Pratt to sound like Chris Pratt? I also don't know why you would do that, but. Anyway, it was it was fine ish. And then, yeah, a weird, a weird freak kid showed up at the end of the show and was maybe the most interesting thing that happened the whole time and then got arrested afterward because he should not have been there doing that thing. It's hard out there for them. Uh, Look, Game Awards, interesting. And uh, we will certainly have our fair shake at them next week. Uh, this was fun going over that. Any other closing thoughts on it? This has been nope. a, this has been a year, man. Yes, it has. Um, I mean, I, I know I have not been the most positive about video games in general. In general, I know I never am, but in this year in particular, uh, but just generally, it's been a hell of a year. I've uh, I purchased a house. I'm I'm in it. I have I have a personal computer now that uh, two very good friends of mine helped me build, um, destroyed a couple times, and then also finished at some point. Um, lots of lots of change, and and yet one of the things that was a constant was to uh, be talking to both of you guys pretty much every week, um, yep. hell yeah. a week, and that that was cool. Um, I'm glad we've done the show as long as we have. I hope we continue to keep doing it. Um, I did not have to pay casual coins to say something nice to Johnny because I was also kind of saying something nice to Bobby at the same time. So it's really only half. Well, I'm going nice to have Johnny. to increase the cost because of that. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Inflation, yeah. you know. No, no buts. No buts here. No, no buts. I just, I just enjoyed I just did it. <laughs> that you seems, had 500,000 casual coins? It said I have. Well, it says, it says it says the casual hour redeemed. He he's in the casual hour thing and not oh. and not his own. Yeah, he's logged in as us. That's cheating. You can't do that. I don't know. You don't, you don't have the you don't have the coins for it. Uh, the cojones. Now, now you're gonna um, have to make it. Now you're gonna have to make it a million coins. You can't let uh, that. Slide, I do Bobby. echo. I echo that completely. Chase. God it's been uh, a better year for some of us when it comes to games, but it's always been fun that we've. Uh, we've done a few things not to get too self-congratulatory here, but like we've increased a lot of people checking out our show, which is great. We've put ourselves out there in new ways. Um, we've expanded to new social platforms. We're thinking about leaving another one. We are, 
uh, we've added more consistency to the type of shows. We completely revamped our deep dive format. Like we did quite a bit this year that is uh, super cool to think about. And we continue to play. If I look back six years ago to the types of games I was only playing compared to the types of game I'm playing on a more regular basis now, I would say that this little theory of this show works. Uh, introducing people to new ideas, games, and experiences. And it's been fun that we've been able to do that for each other. But uh, I've absolutely heard from people that we've met along the way this year that we've done the same thing for them. And that's what it's all about. So very cool stuff there for sure. Johnny, this is why you never get to drive the car because you touched the wrong buttons. Sorry. Um, Well, let's talk a little bit about... Do you have anything to say for yourself, Johnny? No, I don't. (laughs) Good. It's That'll do, pig. That'll do. Um, so with that, we are going to be crossing over to our actual game of the year content next week. But before we do that, our standard fare, kind of our standard fare. We recorded at a weird time this week. Monday, Chase and I checked out Marvel's Midnight Suns. We have a quick look uh, for that game as well. We have a stream for that game as well. There's a lot of ways to hear more of our thoughts if you'd like to. Uh, we've talked about this one quite a bit, and I have a feeling we'll talk about it even more next week. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. We've got a quick look, multiple streams. Uh, all those fun things are up for it. Uh, as I mentioned, you get that quick look from Midnight Sun you can check out. Uh, those are all on youtube.com slash the casual hour. If you go to this link here in chat, you can find all those fun things. Um, tonight, we pushed our show back. We traditionally record on Wednesday night, but we wanted to cover the Game Awards, so we did that right after it. And then tomorrow, Johnny and I are going to be checking out Chapter 4 of Fortnite and uh, showing off that new Doom Guy skin. The ride Doom some Slayer, dirt bikes. Ride some dirt bikes. Unreal Engine 5.1 update. It looks great. It looks really good. Um, but then next week, so where you see our schedule, like the format, we'll have quick looks that go up next week as well on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but Monday night, we'll kick off day one of our casual categories where we start to break down categories such as chase. Yeah, I can, I can even look at some of the categories we're going to do. Let's, uh, let's take a look here. Uh, we'll have things like best new character, always a classic, never, never an argument. Um, games the best game that you can play together the best looking game the best style uh of game like plenty plenty of stuff for day one lots of lots of fun categories day two uh for Which our will be wednesday, on wednesday show yeah mm-hmm. same time same time as we normally do our the casual hour but we'll be doing uh things like best moment or sequence best debut uh a game we wish we liked more and, and then you know things like overachiever of the year. What game surprised us and, and really came out of nowhere or, or well well surpassed its expectations? And uh, and then Bobby is going to tell us what the most impressive early access game is. So all all fun stuff that you'll see on day two, and then our final day three, which will be on Friday, same time, ten thirty p.m. Central, on Twitch.tv slash Casualer. We will be giving our personal top 10 lists and talking somewhat briefly about each of the games that showed up on those lists and, and why they're there. And then we are going to do our traditional waiting system where we will uh, assign points based on where games show up in our top 10. 
and we'll take a look at how that that shakes out and i always say just as a just as a precaution it's a preliminary thing we can if we look at that list and we go None of us feel very strongly about this game. It shouldn't be number one. You say that we, every year, but you're the only one who adheres to that rule. I just, I just think it's important. I, I don't want it to be a raw math question. I think if somebody has a lot of passion and can can uh, orate some way that, that sways votes, I, I think that's it's welcome either way. Again, I don't think this is a year that I'm really going to argue with Game of the Year because I don't think I have a dog in the fight that's uh, going to be in maybe like the top three slots where you guys will. And I, I look forward to that conversation. Uh, but I do want to say, just we'll we'll wait it we'll take a look at it and then if we feel like it needs some adjustment we have the right to adjust it if we want to or not we don't have to make any lists at all it's true we don't we do it for you though the fans because we yes. care um we care about fans not rules uh chase yeah what have you been up to besides breaking rules uh well i had promised uh that i would be recording an episode of my other new podcast the uh, pilot program with my good friend pierce corshane uh that was supposed to record tonight and it didn't uh, uh pierce uh works for uh, uh, a company that puts on packs and packs uh unplugged was this last weekend so uh he he wanted to take a rest and i think that was good call plus the game awards was tonight i wanted to watch that in preparation for this show so we just decided to push back that recording and we'll record our pilot program episode on wwf monday night raw um oh yeah very soon i think we're i think we rescheduled that for next week um so we'll we'll get that recorded and then i don't know exactly when it'll go up with holiday time happening but we'll see if i can get that up by uh by next weekend maybe nice so we got a big week uh, behind us, an even bigger one next week. Uh, the one thing we did not call out, we will be off the week uh, following game of the year. We're going to take a break and hang out and catch up on stuff uh, and then get ready for the onslaught of next year. There is already 50 fire emblem, fire emblem. We are close, mm-hmm. close, close, close to that. Um, I, I wonder if that will be the first game of 2023 that does not come with a butt. Uh, we'll find out though. Oh, I uh, bet it comes with a butt. I bet it, it probably has the biggest butt out of anything. Uh, we will be back tomorrow uh, at 10:30 p.m. Central to play Fortnite. Take care, everybody. Don't jump up on stage Bye. when people are giving an award.